Hello everyone, this is Clayton, I play Organa, and I'd like to welcome you to the coronavirus special mini-series called Shots Entertainment Plays With Ourselves. A number of our crew will be doing the Pathfinder 2 compatible solo adventure, The Duskwalkers Do, written by Ron Lundin and published by Ron, Run Amuck Games and Rogue Genius Games. This adventure has one person as a GM and playing a pre-made player character. So we're going to give it a go and we'll see how each one of our playstyles vary and you can get a little better feel for how we do that. So let's get right into it here. I am Tarklo Dirge, a wanderer and sword for hire. I am one of a rare group of people called Duskwalkers, as mentioned. Uh, I'm an ashen-colored humanoid who guards the cycles of life and death. Um, I've put more unquiet souls to rest than I'd care to count, and I often am overwhelmed by the enormity of the tasks ahead of me. The world is filled with so many of the shambling dead and haunting spirits that I fear I'll never know any life other than returning the dead to their proper repose. That is, if I don't starve first. Even a duskwalker must eat, and earning the coin to do so means taking odd jobs that ordinarily people are too timid or ill-equipped to handle. So I drift from town to town solving problems to earn my next meal and put the next soul to rest. Just outside the bustling river town of Thaven, I have stopped for a well-earned rest beneath an old apple tree. I actually ate an apple myself. As I was, a voice called from above, Tarklo Dirge? Born of Ramit Dirge? Called the voice. Looking up, I spied a large crow wearing a leather mask, eyeing me with interest. A Nosoy Psychopomp. Courier and scribe from the land where spirits go after death. Psychopomps have some connection to Duskwalkers, but I've never really cared to find out what that might be. But I do suspect learning more might jeopardize the freedom that I treasure so much. Tarklo broke. Dirge, born, born of no one, I replied, suddenly wishing only to be left alone to finish my apple. Ah, that's not what the records say, insisted the Nosoi. Your soul fragment originated from the Duskwalker Ramnet Dirge, deceased 31 years ago, returned to the boneyard and recycled into Tarklo Dirge. Unfortunately, that all did sound correct. I am 31 years old, give or take, and that is my name. But I don't owe the mumble or the psychopomps anything, I grumbled. Ah, technically you don't owe me, monody, anything. But you owe the psychopomps everything, insisted the Nosoi. For now, I'm to identify a particular tomb and let you know that it is the primary inhabitant, a woman named Immigrant Thavelshank, has slipped the cycle of souls and returned as an incorporeal undead. And we need you to destroy her spirit so her soul can progress. <sighs> I threw my apple core aside and ensured that my hatches were strapped to my side. Okay, where is this Thavelshank tomb? I'll show you myself, said Monody, settling his feathers with a little bit more pomp than was warranted. As I'm to accompany on you in the significant task. Great, another mouth to feed. So I arrived at the Travelshank tomb. I do see a long winding hallway with a curve in the center and uh, appears to be a door to the right hand side of that hallway. The tomb haunted by the spirit of immigrant Favelshank is an ancient crumbling structure deep underground. 
the stone mason masonry that once stood fast against the time and decay is failing, allowing rivulets of water, profusions of lichen, and a dank odor to permeate the entire structure. Shadows pull thickly in corners and shift whenever you view them out of the corner of your eye. The ceilings throughout the tomb are 10 feet high. The marked doors are swollen with moisture and hard to open. There is a few fitful, ever-burning torches illuminating some of the tomb's chambers. That's okay. You and Mandy can both see in the dark. As I enter the tomb, I see a columned entrance. These stairs lead down deep into the earth, and the hallway at the bottom makes a gradual bend to the right. A pair of wooden doors swollen in their frame lead to the east, and the hallway is interrupted by a series of floor-to-ceiling columns. Each depicts the same woman, a haughty aristocrat, looking down her nose with undisguised contempt. Ah, here we are, chirps Monody. I know Favelshank's ghost is in a sepulchre at the end of the hallway, past the pair of double doors. But she is powerful, perhaps too powerful for you to defeat right away. There are only three icons of her life you should collect. The presence of each will weaken her grip on unlife, so you should carry as many with them as you can find when you confront her. There are a marble candlestick, a silver comb, and a golden snuff box. She liked her fine treasures, apparently. You don't need all of them, but the more you have, the better. I also have this map. With a shake of his head, Mondi's leather mask slips a bit and a piece of parchment flutters out. The parchment is a map. I know there's a secret passage in the tomb, the Noso admits, but not how to access it. You'll just have to keep your eyes open. As the Nosoi speaks, a rush of air and a grinding noise comes from behind me. The enormous stone doors swing shut, trapping me inside, and they are far too heavy to move and too thick to carve your way through. And, um, they're stone, so you can't burn them. Ah! The tomb also has a defense against intruders. I forgot to mention. Of course you did. The doors won't open until Thavelshank's ghost is defeated. I'm afraid we're both stuck in here until the task is done. I could wring the Nosoi's neck, but suspect I might need him before I'm through. As I'm approaching this hallway, I'm going to approach the doors on the right-hand side and open up that swelled doorway. As I heave open the doors to the room, I'm surprised to find a large chamber decorated like a ballroom. Tapestries on the walls might have once been fine, but they're covered with a strange fungus that gives an unpleasant odor. Some of the tapestries have been scraped clean, their fungus collected in filthy buckets beneath the tapestries, and several flagstones in the floor have been pulled up to function as a crude fire pit. A small fire burns within it, casting long, strange shadows around the room. I'm going to uh, walk into that room, explore a little bit, when three Dorger sharpshooters uh, approach me and uh, stand next to the fire pit. They're obviously collecting the smelly fungus for some purpose, and the fire indicates that they're cooking it, but it's not clear what they're trying to concoct with it. Well, they do have their weapons ready, and that seems like a good spot to roll initiatives. First, oh, fuck me. The first Darger is going to get a 21. Second one, or 22, I'm sorry, 22. I can't do math today. Second one is going to have a 13. Third one is going to have an 18. 
And then mine. So that's a 27. <laughs> you know how stupid of me? The fucking door locked and I didn't pull my weapons out. Alright, since I rolled a 27 on my perception, I'm going to be the one that goes first. I'm going to use my uh, quick draw ability and hunt prey on the one that is the closest to me, about 30 feet away. So that gives me the ability to draw my weapon and strike with that weapon. I'm going to choose my composite longbow. We'll roll that for now. <sighs> okay, so that's a 20 to hit. Um, and that is going to hit. So on my first hit, I'm going to do 1d8 damage plus 2. And another d8 because I hunted prey. 3... I'm going to do 5 total damage to the first one. Now it is the one that I hit turn, actually. Alright, so they're going to cast Invisibility. And then they fire their Bola Bolt at me. That's going to hit for sure. Okay, well it is a 24, which, yes, does in fact hit me. Since that bullet bolt hit me, I'm going to have to make a reflex save. That's a 28 to save, so that's not going to knock me prone. And that is all three of their, his actions. Now it's going to be on to the second. And he is also casting invisibility and firing a bullet bolt. And that is 20 to hit which actually misses so he's just invisible and now the third one is gonna cast invisibility and guess what he's firing a bullet bolt too that one's only a 14 so that's also not gonna hit me so now it's gonna be my turn again here I'm going to reload and I'm going to fire at the one that I hit already and that is a 24 to hit and that does in fact hit again so I do 2d8 damage plus 2 alright that's gonna do 15 damage and that actually dropped the first one and I still have two more actions since reloading is a free action I'm going to reload and hunt prey on the one that is 40 feet away on the far side of the fire pit. That's a 25. So that's a 20 because it's just my second attack in the round. But that will still hit. So I'm going to roll my 2d8s. And I'm going to do 10 damage to that one. And that makes it the Dwegger's turn again. One of them be in range, the other one would not be. The Dwegger is going to drop his bow and cast enlarge. And then he's going to move his speed to me 20 feet. He's only 10 feet away from me now. As for the other one, he is also going to drop his bow and cast enlarge. And he's also going to move 10 feet towards me. Or 20 feet, I'm sorry, 20 feet towards me. So they're both 10 and 20 feet away from me now. Which makes it my turn again. I'm hunting prey on the one that is 20 feet away from me. 
so I will reload and attack that one since it's within 30 feet. I am going to take that minus though. And that was a minus 2. So that's going to be a 26 to hit, which does hit for sure. It does not crit though. Alright, so that roll is actually going to be a critical um, because of that enlarged spell they cast is going to drop their DC one. So I'm going to roll 3d8s. 10. It's going to do 20 damage to that one, which will also take him out. So that is going to leave just me and the one dwagger here. I'm going to reload obviously and I'm not gonna hunt prey on this one I'm just gonna hit it with the bow here that's gonna be an 18 to hit which does hit thank god okay so I'll roll that I did max damage which is super cool and then I still have one action left so I'm gonna reload again and fire again and that is a 24 to hit, which does again hit. And I do 7 damage with that, which actually takes the last one out there. That was a pretty easy interaction, not going to lie. Thought they were going to do a little more to me. 3 on 1, but don't know what the hell they were doing cooking fungus. That's pretty gross to me, so... Maybe if I got hungry enough, I might come back here, but I don't think I'm going to put any thought into eating fungus besides, like, shiitake. So I'm going to head out into the hallway through the north side door, and I see a long hall that has several alcoves. Um, an alcove to the west, southwest, contains a double door. The most impressive double door, however, stands to the north, and it bears an empress image of immigrant Favelshank, arms held wide in welcome, but with the sneer on her face that belies this is sentiment. This sentiment, I'm sorry. The two columns stand in the middle of the room, each covered with several small holes, no bigger than a halfling's finger. You can just make out what looks like a panel on the far side of the northernmost pillar. There is also a door to the just to the right of me, and since that is the closest door, I think I'm going to go towards that one and see if I could pry that open here. It looks to be a chamber with a sunken floor and an old stone well in the center. Unfortunately, the well is long dried up, and the doors leading out of the room look the same except for the door to the north which has one small barred window that reveal a cell. I'm going to do a perception check on the well, see if I could find anything in there. Um, since it is dried up, I guess I could try to see if anything cool is in there. That's a 13. Doesn't look, I'm gonna look like I'm going to find anything there. I'm going to pull the little bucket up, and it is, as I said, long dried up gonna go to the door to the south corner to the right of the entrance and see if I could open that one up and it looks to be a vault with wooden chests, uh, statuary, opulent furniture and other ornamentation rests in what is as I said obviously a treasure vault 
However, the scrap metal of the room, including the coins that must have filled the chests and hinges and locks of the chests themselves, have all been reduced to drifting heaps of valueless rust. A rust monster is actually gorging itself on the corroded mess it's made of the room, and it's not clear how the monster got in here, as it can't open doors, but, um, more pressing matter, it senses my hatchets, and it looks like it's gonna see like it's gonna attack me, hoping to get an easy meal. So that looks like a good time again to roll some initiatives here. Yeah. So the rust monster is going to go first here. Alright, so the rust monster sensed the hatchets on me, and he is going to move towards me. And he's going to attack me with his mandibles here. Um, that is a 19 to hit, which is actually going to miss. Um, with his third action, he's going to use his tail to hit me now. And that's also a 17, which again does not hit. 12. Definitely doesn't hit. So that makes it my turn. He ran up on me, so I'm going to drop my longbow. And I'm going to quick draw my first hatchet, so I get to draw and attack with it. That's a 25 to hit, and that does in fact hit. I'm going to roll damage here. Did max damage, which is pretty cool. And then I'm going to quick draw my other hatchet and strike with that as well. Minus 5 to that. So that's a 16 to hit. I'm going to miss with that one. With my last action, I'm going to use my twin takedown. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hunt that prey, so I can't do that. I'm going to strike with my hatchet again. That's a 15 to hit. I'm sorry. That's a 23 to hit. 23 to hit. And that does, in fact, hit. So I'm going to roll that damage again here. All right. I did nine. And that's going to make it the Rust Monster's turn again. He's going to try to use his antenna disarm. So that's a 16 to hit me with that one. Um, that's unfortunately going to miss for him. And then he's going to use his mandibles to attack me. That's going to be 16. Just gonna miss. It looks like he's gonna go for his antenna again, see if he could get me with that. And that's also a 16, so that's going to miss again. Alright, so makes it my turn. I'm gonna hunt prey, and then I'm going to use the twin takedown effect. So I get to attack with both weapons here because I did that. And that's a plus 14 to both. So I get a 32 on one, which is going to crit, actually. 14 more damage there. And with the other attack, that is also going to hit it to 24. So I will roll that as well. And that's going to do 8 more damage. And that's going to actually take out the Rust Monster. He falls to the ground, and disintegrates. Alright, where am I at? I am in 
I just beat the rust monster. I'm going to search the room. I mean, it is a treasure room, so hopefully there's something here. That's a 24. There does seem to be a marble candlestick, and that is one of the items that I'm looking for. It's poking through the rust. And there's also two high-back chairs that look to be exceptionally heavy, but worth a decent chunk of change. Just going to take the candlestick and move on out of here, back out into the well room. Now I'm facing the door to the north. I'm going to go ahead and try to pop that one open now. Alright, this is the one with the bars, I believe, on the window. This room was obviously once a prison cell. Rusted manacles hang from the walls to the north, west, and south. Some of the manacles rattle ominously despite the lack of breeze, and you suspect this is immigrant Babelshank's malevolent influence. Who puts a cell in their tomb anyway? Not anyone you'd care to socialize with. That's a very good point. Yeah, I'm gonna see what's up with these chains, see why they're moving around so much. Do a perception check on that. Let's see, 23. I do see that the chains on the west wall do have a claw still hanging from the chain. I'm um, an owlbear claw. I am going to take that claw, and it seems to be the only thing in this whole room. So I'm going to head back out again into the well room. And then there's still the room to the east. And I can definitely, I'm definitely going to go ahead and try to pop that one open as well. It's a little heavy from the swollen doors, but it does come open. And it reveals, reveals a few rusted weapons hanging from the walls and on decrepit weapon racks. Uh, the far end of the room, opposite the door, has a single suit of armor on display. And the armor animates and comes at me. <laughs> you know what that means initiatives and mine is a 24 all right so my initiative is higher i'm going to go ahead and use the quick draw ability and i'll pull out one of my hatchets here do a nice slashing strike on this here animated armor and that is a 28 so that is a crit i'm gonna roll the damage on that 13 damage actually seems to break his constructed armor and does 4 damage. And then I will quick draw my other hatchet and swing with that as well. Ooh, that is a 27, which is also going to crit. I'll roll that damage as well. 14 more damage. And then I'm going to use my twin takedown ability. And, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not hunting that prey, so I can't do that. I'm just going to swing my right-handed hatchet again. And that is at a minus 8, so I get a plus 6 to that. That's a 22. That will also hit, but not crit. And that's going to be for 7 damage. And the animated armor is suddenly not so animated as it collapses to the ground. Alright, I'm going to take a look at all these weapons here. See if any of them are actually worth salvaging or 
See if the armor, I could get something out of that. Something at all. It's going to be a 19. Okay, the one of the weapons does seem to gleam as though it's new. And it is actually a hatchet for me. I'm going to equip the hatchet I picked up here. And make my way out into the hallway as I grab my bow from the room on the way out. And make my way down the hallway. And it seems to set off a trap of poison darts. Um, and that's probably why Monody didn't think to enter with me. Because he did stay back at the start of the hallway. So I'm going to roll these poison dart hits here. That's a 30. So that's definitely going to hit for 1d4. And I rolled max damage on that, of course. <laughs> Let's see if I could uh, beat the poison. Nope. So I got a 12 on that. So that definitely poisoned me as well. I'm going to roll both of those damages. Oh, I rolled the 4. That's five damage, one of them being poison, and and I am clumsy for one round, clumsy one for one round, which makes it my turn again, or makes it my turn at all. I'm going to start moving down the hallway more, and a another poison dart comes at me. Big surprise. That is a 20 to hit, which barely misses. Actually, it does hit because I'm clumsy. Great. So I'll roll that one as well. Again, max fucking damage. Fucking perfect. Let me uh, throw the fortitude save. That is not a reflex save, so that's not going to take a minus. That is a 26, which is going to critically succeed. So I'm not going to take any damage from that. That will take the to the four from the trap the dart itself hitting me and then so i need to go again move again towards the panel here and another dart comes at me that's going to be a 14 and that definitely misses now i'm going to use my hatchet to attack the control panel which is a 22 which will hit and I'll roll the damage on that as well. 19 damage there. That's not bad at all. That's 16. And I'm going to try to take another attack. And another dart comes at me. That's a nat 1. So that's definitely not going to hit me. And I will, as I said, take another attack with my hatchet. And that's going to be 23 to hit. And that will hit. So I'll roll that damage again here. So that is 14 damage there. It looks like I broke the control panel there. Great. Alright. And since I'm already halfway to the big door that Monody is pretty much guaranteed that, uh, what's her name? If I could remember her name, if, uh, Immigrant was sta staying at. So I'm going to make my way down the hall, and Monody, I guess, decides to follow me now that there's no real imminent danger. God forbid he would have told me about that. That's way too much work, though. So, as I approach the door, I am going to ask Monody to go ahead and administer some healing to me, perform a medicine check with him. And that's a 22. 
So I will heal 2d8s. Four. There's three, so I'm up seven. That's not bad. And I'm going to push open the, or pull, I guess, the last room here, the one that Monody pretty much ensures, as I said, that she is in there, an immigrant. This sepulcher is a long, dim chamber with a raised alcove in the north end. Um, that raised area is lit with ever-burning torches that glow with a dim, gray illumination. A single sarcophagus resting there is carved with the image of immigrant Favel Shank on its lid. Uh, the six columns supporting the ceiling here are also carved with her haughty likeness, so there isn't anywhere in this chamber free from her gaze. That perhaps is the most eerie thing about this cursed dungeon so far. Wisps of the shadow emerge from the sarcophagus and coalesce into Thavoshank's malevolent wraith. I mean, I've fought many ghosts in my life, but none as powerful as this one. Thavoshank gives a horrid grin that splits the shadow of her face. My dear Dirge, my murderer, have you returned to accept your vengeance at my hand? A pause in confusion. Why would she know me? She died before I was even born. Wait, you are not Ramnet Dirge at all. You're only a part of him. What trickery is this? Modity cleared the throat, just like a fussy, fussy professor might. Ah, madam, your soul was trapped. Unwilling to move into the boneyard and unable to return to this world, I need to bring with bring you fully forth. And the only way to do this, to do so, was to bring your killer into your presence. He turned to the nursery. You used me. Mondi cocks his head. Technically, I used a little bit of Ravnit Dirge. That makes up your soul. Now Favoshank is fully manifested, and you could send her to her eternal rest. He gestured towards a shadowy figure with his wing, inviting you to step forward and face her. Favoshank doesn't seem to care about the details of whose soul belongs to whom. She wails in rage and lunges forward towards me. So as she lunges toward me, um... That's going to be a cue to roll initiatives here. That is going to be... I just saw it a second ago. There it is. So that's a 20 for her. And mine is going to be a 30. So I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to use two turns to move toward her. And... Then I'm going to hunt prey on her, and that'll be my whole turn. And she is going to attack me. So since I'm right up on her, she's going to use her spectral hand attack. I'll roll that here. Oh, fuck me. That's a uh, 34. So that is going to crit me for sure. Yep. So she does 30 damage, and her drain life effect happens. See if I could beat that. That's an 11, which is, believe it or not, a critical fail. So I probably am going to use one of these hero points here to re-roll that one. Same fucking roll. Great. Critical fail. They just really want me to die here. I become drained one, and... Uh, she gets 10 hit points back. She gets 10 temporary hit points added on. And she still has two attacks left. So she is going to attack again with her spectral hand. 
That's going to be 22, which hits. So I'll roll that again. Uh, She did 17 more damage. And she will also use her Drain Life ability. So I will have to roll another Fortitude save here. I don't like this. I rolled a 12. So again, critically failed. So I am drained two now, and she has another ten hit points added on. And her last attack is coming, which is a 23, which, again, hits me. So I'll roll that damage, and she killed me. Yeah, so I'm dead. She, she killed me. So, yeah, it was great plan. I didn't complete my mission. Monody is probably pretty angry with me. I guess it's up to the next dirge to try to do something about Immigrant Favelshank. That's going to be it for me. Again, this is Clayton, Organa in game, signing off with CSE, playing with ourselves.